Hi, and welcome to another Press On podcast. Today, with all the events that have been transpiring in America and around the world, I feel that a message that the Lord gave me a few months back is a fitting subject for us to review today. So I'd like to bring to you uh, and ask you to join with me as we look at the rise or demise of a nation. I'm going to do uh, again today what I've done in a couple of other podcasts, and that is reach back into the Old Testament to the book of Judges. Uh, This is a book that I would highly uh, recommend you to review and study and pray over. Even though it's quite a number of years in the past, the truths that you can find there are applicable to today, and that is why we want to look, because the book of Judges is going to show us things from the past that uh, are applicable to today. The book of Judges shows uh, as an overview and an introduction uh, the initial transition from the theocratic leadership of God through selected individuals to the leadership of judges who were used of God. These were men and women used in a limited way and in a limited region in order to show Israel their sin also to lead them in repentance back to God. Uh, It also reveals that the repeated failures that Israel had in obeying God uh, and taking care and control of the promised land ultimately resulted in some severe consequences uh, for the nation and for individuals therein. So as I've said in an overview, this scenario Uh, of the book of Judges is applicable to us today. As God's people, us the church, uh, we too have similar struggles and also similar consequences that are falling upon us as individuals, upon our nation, and even upon the world. I'd like to uh, give you a few scripture references and encourage you to go back at another time and take the time to read and study these, but in Leviticus chapter 20, uh, verses 20 through 22, the Lord writes, "'You shall therefore keep all of my statues and all of my rules, and do them. And the land where I am bringing you to live, you shall not walk in the customs of the nations that I'm driving out before you.'" Now, I want to show from Leviticus and two other references that it was God's Uh, initial intended desire to see Israel in the promised land set the culture for that land. He says in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 14 that you shall not follow any other gods of the people who are all around you. And he lastly says to Joshua uh, in chapter 1 verses 1 through 9, Joshua of course was taking the leadership role in the theocratic rule of God after Moses. Moses had died, Joshua was raised up, and God said to uh, Joshua, you go over this Jordan to the land that I'm giving you with the children of Israel, and it shall be your territory. Be strong and of good courage that you may obey all of the law. Do not turn from it that you may prosper wherever you go. And the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you will meditate on it day and night, that you may obey it, all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and you shall have good success. Have I not commanded you? For the Lord uh, is with you wherever you go. 
Friends, it was God's intention that as the children of Israel went into the land of promise, that promised land, under God's reign and rule, they would conquer uh, nations, and they themselves, the formation of their nation would progress, and they were intended to set the culture in that promised land. The heathen cultures of that time, they were not to follow. They were not to give way to spiritual uh, perversions. They were not to live in immorality. All of the laws that God had given to the children of Israel, they were to themselves live and practice that in the land, and thereby set the culture for the land. And in that way, the, the, the reign and rule of God would be upon that land and ultimately upon the earth, and would have that influence uh, that God desired. Now, it's the same way for us today. God intends not for uh, the common population to set the culture. It has always been, and it is today, God's desire and intention for us, the Church of Jesus Christ, to set the culture. We set the culture by obedience to all the things that God has commanded. He goes on to show that it was also God's intention that Israel, in setting the culture, would do so only as they lived under the reign and rule of God himself. He was to be their king. In Judges chapter 2, verses 18 and 19, states that when the Lord raised up judges for Israel, the Lord was with the judges and delivered them out of the hand of the enemies all the days of their judges. For the Lord was moved to pity by the groaning of Israel because of those who oppressed them and harassed them. And it came to pass when the judge was dead, they reverted back and behaved more corruptly than their father, their fathers by following other gods. And they served them and they bowed down to them. They did not cease from their own doings nor from their own stubborn way. It was God's intention that he would reign and rule over the land and over the people. Then as the, the children of God would obey God, implement their lives through the laws of God, they would push out wicked heathenistic cultures, overcome those cultures, and bring in a culture that was God-centered, uh, running and operating on the laws and rules of God, and thereby they would be blessed, they would be prosperous, and in fact, not only the nation, the peoples of the nation of Israel, but ultimately it was desires of God that the nations around would follow their culture and ultimately follow God. We find that God wanted to be their king, but as we read through this book of Judges, we find that the children of Israel struggled in their obedience. And when he said that they would not cease from their own doings or their own stubborn ways, it shows that they had uh, great difficulties in doing this. And this is over a period of 400 years. As the book of Judges evolves and judges come and judges go, uh, the first 16 uh, chapters of Judges, you will see multiple judges. There's three or four that are highlighted in our minds because they've been elevated uh, through stories over uh, time past, biblical stories. Uh, but there's also showing a transition in governments of Israel from a theocracy that is where God rules and reigns, and it ultimately in the book of uh, Judges moves the government into anarchy, and 
it moves out of the book of Judges, past the book of Ruth, into 1 Samuel, where Samuel is both the last judge, but he's also the first prophet, and it moves us into the time of monarchy, the time when God set up kings upon the earth in order to reign and rule over Israel. As I've said before, this book this shows there's a cycle of sin and salvation with Israel. And we know from the Bible, from the New Testament, that the things written in the Old Testament are written for our example, and they're written for our good. You've heard the saying that history repeats itself. We are to learn from history and learn not to repeat and to live a more corrected life. Uh, They had seven cycles of sin and salvation, but ultimately the book of Judges shows us that the period devolved into utter godlessness. And I want to share with you today uh, uh, three main things that bring the rise or the demise of a nation. And as we read into Judges, you will see the first 16 chapter mentions these judges. Then all of a sudden, as you start chapter 17 and you read through chapter 21, it's stories and it seems out of place. And I, I confess that as I read it, I didn't quite understand it in the beginning. It took me a while to wrap my head around it, and the Holy Spirit had to speak and lead me into some things. And I want to share that with you because Judges shows through chapter 17 and 21 that the nation of Israel, these were God's people, delivered from Egypt, kept through the wilderness, brought into the promised land. God was with them, had all the promises uh, upon them, and yet they devolved into godliness. godlessness. And chapter 17, 18, and 21 carried this statement that characterized those days of the nation of Israel. In those days, there was no king in Israel, and everyone did what was right in his own eyes. What, what a horrible testimony. What a way to see all 400 years end with greater degrees of godlessness when God himself was there and committed to walk with them and to lead them and to guide them. Now, as we talk about Israel in the past, I pray that you're open to the Holy Spirit speaking to you today personally about your life, your family, uh, and, and of course, we have to look broader into the culture of our nation and the culture of nations, because God still is desiring to reign and rule over people, and especially those who are called by His name. But at this time, it says it devolves so much that there was no king. That meant that they had utterly rejected God and had gone into everyone determining what was right and righteous in their own eyes. So from these last uh, five or so chapters of Judges, here's what we'll find. First, we'll find in chapters 17 through 18, the utter rejection of God. And that led into religious apostasy. Apostasy is the willful abandonment of one's religion. Israel rejected God, and the story tells us of a man named Micah who began to promote and involve himself into idolatry, literal handcrafted idols that this uh, man Micah of the children of Israel— one of the tribes, determined was a god. 
and he begins idolatry. And in chapter 17, verse 5, it speaks of him and said that Micah had a shrine. He made an ephod and household idols, and he consecrated one of his own sons who became his priest. Do you see the rejection of God brought Micah thinking to do what was right in his own eyes, and he begins idolatry. And the idolatry was, a, was the result of worship. He was worshiping these idols, not worshiping God, not adhering to the laws of God, but he was adhering to things that he thought was just and right, things that might justify him in front of God, and even himself self-determining to make one of his own sons a priest, completely abandoning the, the ways and the processes of the Levites, uh, who are the, the spiritual leaders of Israel under the hand of God, uh, a religious apostasy, the rejection of God. Now, if this doesn't fit our day, I don't know what does fit, because today, truly, the majority are doing what they think is right in their own eyes. The person of God, the placement of His law before us, these things we've abandoned. We've rejected them. We've said there, there either is no God or God doesn't apply. We're a uh, postmodern generation. We've got all of our reason and excuses, and we, we generate of our own selves a religion that only we ourselves can determine what is morally right and morally wrong. We no longer want anyone to tell us what is right and wrong. When we reject God, we reject every other form of authority. And we become, uh, we become loose in our living, and every man determines what is right in his own eyes. Religious apostasy. But then secondly, as we read on in Judges, chapter 19 and 20, we find that Israel moved from the rejection of God into the rationalizing of God. In other words, moral depravity. Moral depravity is a complete corruption of our manners and our value system. When you reject God, you begin to rationalize God. And in rationalize God, you really begin to rationalize sin. Sin no longer is sin because we've rejected God and His laws, the, the moral standards, the de decrees of what is right and just in the sight of God have been thrown aside. Everything is according to our own uh, evaluations. And uh, we then fall into moral depravity. What was good is no longer good. What is sin today is no longer sin today. Uh, it, it changes, and it doesn't just change on a national level. It changes uh, literally on a person-by-person -person basis, and then it, it, it evolves from that into all forms of government. Religious apostasy, when religion is thrown out, thrown out of the home, thrown out of lives when moms and dads no longer follow God, no longer raise their children in the fear and admonition of the Lord, when the Holy Scriptures are thrown aside, laid aside, changed, altered, determined to not be uh, the uh, uh, fundamental uh, foundation of morality today, then it becomes wide open. Israel had gone from following God, having the moral decrees of the Scripture, to being just a complete godless and ruthless generation. And the story that you find in chapter 19 and 20 is absolutely horrible. A Levite, a Levite was one of the tribes of Levi who was called into the priesthood. He takes a, a concubine, uh, 
uh, and it and he took it for himself. The Bible says in chapter nineteen, it wasn't the decrees of God. It wasn't the way of the Levites. But he determined it was right. There was no sin in it. And he takes a concubine, and then he is traveling, and he ends up in this uh, in this town, and these perverted uh, men of uh, of this town come to the home that he's staying in, and it's like Sodom and Gomorrah part two. They come to the house, they seek to have uh, sexual relationships with the man who is the stranger in town. This is in, this is in Israel. Uh, and then the Levite um, gives the concubine to these uh, perverted men who uh, physically and sexually abuse her all night long to where the concubine dies. He takes, he, the Levite, takes this woman cuts her into 12 pieces, and sends her to all the tribes of Israel. I mean, think of that. This is a Levite with a concubine who gives her to these perverted men, and then when they kill her, he mutilates her body and sends it to the 12 tribes of Israel and says nothing this horrible has ever been done before, and it results in Israel having a civil war to where 40,000 men of Israel— and another 25,000 men of the Benjamites die. 65,000 people die because of this moral depravity, because of this wickedness. Now, when we watch the news and we hear things today, we're seeing the religious apostasy happening in our day. Now, it's not just a matter of theology. It's a matter that people have utterly cast God aside, determined in their own eyes what is just and right, And then when you think that way, the Bible says in Proverbs, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So in your own heart, if you think uh, of changing God's laws and you redetermine what are laws of morality and life and goodliness and godliness, then you fall into moral depravity. And here is a, a Levite. That's like saying one of our local preachers did this kind of thing. One of our national spiritual leaders did this kind of a thing. Can you imagine? Uh, no, you can't, because it's uh, it's like today when we see things happening, people are determining things, moral depravity is thrown out, and uh, godlessness is ruling and reigning. The rejection of God moves to the rationalizing of God, uh, to ultimately ending in the replacement of God. And this is what you find in chapter 21 of Judges, a religious apostasy lent itself to moral depravity, and then it came into governmental anarchy. Uh, Anarchy is the absence of any form of government or political authority. This is found in Judges chapter 21. And what what it was was lawful lawlessness. Let me say that again. Lawful lawlessness was the spirit of the times. Now, this again applies to us today. You don't have to look far. I don't have to sit here and itemize 12 different things that are happening in our society. You know there is lawful lawlessness, lawful ungodliness that is prevalent today. This is anarchy, where the form of government with God as the, the, the king over the nation, his laws reigning and ruling the land have been cast aside. Every man does what is right in his own eyes. It, it shows that there is an absence, absence of standards of righteousness, 
And now the standards of morality, the standards of, uh, of activities, uh, they're all over the place. And when there's no standards, you've got nothing by which to judge people. So you fall right into humanism, rationalism, and it gives way to utter anarchy. And this is what happened. The leaders began to swear oaths of themselves, not that God told them, but they began to swear oaths and took a death oath. They, it, it progressed to where they uh, took an oath to where they would kill other people. And these are the leaders of Israel. Moses is dead. Joshua is dead. The judges are, are dead. And now every, it's just a free-for-all. And the leaders began to give evil instructions of literally instructing other, quote, godly people. I say that with finger quotes because they really weren't, but they were the children of Israel chosen by God. But they actually instruct them to go and lie in wait and kidnap fellow Israelites, women, and take them as their wives. And they're they're promoting uh, this... um, absence of government, no godly government, and this is what we find is going on. Now, this might seem quite dire to you, and, and in truly it is. So it's, a, it's for our nation today, and this Israel here is never replaced by the church, but the church has been brought in, if you know your Bibles in Roman, Rome, the book of Romans, that the church has been brought in in this uh, dispensation, And this applies to us today. The church was meant by God to serve Him fully and wholeheartedly in the land of America. We were to set the culture, and we are to set the culture, and uh, under God, but we, the church, have fallen ourselves, like Israel, the people of God, have fallen into religious apostasy, moral depravity, and government uh, anarchy. We've We've given way to these things. Now, somebody said in there saying, well, not everybody. No, it's never everybody. But enough of the church has lost its way. I'm not a church basher. I'm not a body basher. I love Christ. I love His church. I've served God in serving the church. But I have to tell you the truth. This is happening in our, in our, uh, in our churches. There's a saying that says, as the preacher goes, so goes the church. And as the church goes, so, go, so goes the nation. We've lost our influence in culture. We've allowed sinlessness and, and uh, uh, sinfulness and godlessness to prevail. Now, these are, are tough truths to swallow, I know. Uh, but I want you to know that we're not going to just stop here. I'm bringing these things out to you. But God willing, in the next podcast, and I do want you to come back, because we're going to move uh, further down, and I want to bring a prophecy from Daniel out of Daniel chapter 7, and apply it to us today, and we'll move on and find God's truths for deliverance for a people in a time when the rise or demise of a nation is at hand. So God bless you till next time.